So this is what the first day of August in 2023 feels like. I guarantee you it feels way better than the first day of August in 2020, 2021, probably 2022. We're talking about Toyota, melting windshield wipers, and Mr. Beast. You know who Mr. Beast is. Not Toyota melting windshield wipers, just Toyota, Toyota comma, comma, melting windshield wipers. Could be melting Toyota windshield wipers. It could could be. be. Mr. Beast melting Toyota windshield wipers, which That's, would well, be something he like would do. Something that would be, it would be pretty something. on brand. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I sometimes I think oh. like two years ago, more than two years ago, if we heard ourselves reading the topics from today's news, we would be like, "What is going on over there?" But we have this reason to celebrate because this is our five hundredth episode what? of the automotive troublemaker man are you kidding me oh thanks everybody thanks we, we have done this 500 <laughs> times and the very I said first that to my wife this morning she she like amanda goes huh just kind of looks at her 500 like, what even is that that's a lot of podcasts man that is a lot it of podcasts is. it is yeah i think we've we've probably combined for if I had to guess, we're approaching a thousand podcasts combined. Oh yeah, in the last two years, I think between so. the two of us, I think so. We got to be close to that. And they say you need ten thousand hours to be an expert, so we still have a ways to go because this podcast isn't very times long. Fifteen minutes, yeah, yeah. yeah we're not we got a while. We got a while before we're expert we'll podcast. A couple years from now, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll arrive. The very first podcast we'll started when we were literally like, "We're going to do a podcast or not?" We're like, "I uh, oh, yeah." No. And hit record. I hit Go. record, and we recorded the very first episode of the podcast. So, hey, if you really like those it, are the days. The, the, some of the people don't even know we did this podcast for what two and a half months yeah. without a video. That's right. It was nuts back then. That's These right. Crazy days. Two and a half months without video. Hey, which there is was something nice. It's about worth it, saying. You know? If you enjoy the show, share it with somebody you know will like Please. it. Because look, we want to yes. get all the people that kind of think and are oriented in this direction together because that's how the community grows. And we all get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Uh, we're bringing the community together in September at a SotoCon, September 26 and 27, with a great, awesome opening reception on the 25th in Baltimore, just south of Baltimore, north of Annapolis is how we're going to talk about it. Um, there you go. One of our guests <laughs> is somebody that we met for the first time at the Reuters event in Las Vegas. He reached out because we talked about him on this very podcast. Uh, he was the used car, how was he, the director? Used car director for? Yep, used little, car director. What's that company Tesla. called? What's the company oh, name? Tesla. Tesla. You know, <laughs> Tesla. So the, the guy, Elon, that, that guy. He So he was there uh, and he is, he's got his own thing going on. May or may not be bringing the announcement to a SoduCon, uh, but Jimmy Douglas, we got to spend some time with yeah, him at did. the Reuters conference too, just in person. And he's one of these people that is just thinking at an extremely high level. You know, his, even like he, he kind of mentioned, we were like, had you been in the room with Elon and I won't spill all the beans cause he may give some stuff, uh, you know, he may talk about some stuff at a SodaCon, but he was like, no, you don't understand when Elon tweets something about a change at <laughs> Tesla, the spreadsheets, data points, and number of people in the room that are necessary to make that decision, you would not believe. So, uh, it's so just not just a random manic tweet is what you're saying, right? Yes. Funny thing yeah. about that. Hey, I'm sure he's got a lot more stories. And if you want to meet him in person, come to a SodaCon. He's actually got a little something working in the kitchen that he, I think he might like 
unveil at a SodaCon. I don't know. Either way, please, if you don't have your ticket, you want to be there because there's a lot of people like Jimmy who are coming. This is where the community and the conversations happen. And this is where the connections and the relationships happen. Yeah, you'll learn stuff. You'll learn about CRMs and data and marketing and operations and used car acquisition, all that stuff. We're going to have great people teaching on those things. But we all know we're going to forget 99% of what we learn in those sessions. But you won't forget the relationships and the connections that you make that will last oh, you, you your career. So go to asodacon.com if you haven't noticed. We really, really want you to be there with us. We just want you to be there. Especially if you're listening to this like, show. This is like the right. inner circle. Yeah, we got like we got Ryan and Adrian and Vincent and Jim and Brian and Jeff and Jordan and Robert. I Rocking mean, just the, the comments whole, today. Look at the crew today. They're just coming Showing in up. hot. It's I love it. Blowing it up. There we go. All right, let's get into Speaking some news. Of coming in hot. Woo! Segway. That's the second story. Oh. But I think we'll do the second story first. The historic heat waves in Texas are leading to unexpected vehicle breakdowns, according to mechanics and technicians from Bosch. In addition to common issues like dead car batteries, I just I'm just realizing because of the EV things, by the way, that car batteries die because it's too hot out. I've never seen that before. But uh, flat tires, dead batteries to the extreme heat. Newer problems are also coming up. So rubber compounds. And actually, the plastics, the hard plastics in windshield wipers are starting to break down and melt. That means you go to turn your windshield wipers on, and in Texas, it doesn't rain a ton. But, you know, so the the windshield wipers on the glass, it's heating up, and then you hit the thing, and the plastic, it all just kind of melts off, and then you have Mm -hmm. the metal bar scrape in your windshield. That's a nice feature. Um, And then, also, they say it can get to 220 degrees inside, like, under the hood of a vehicle. It's like bringing moisture out in the brake fluids leading to a lot of soft braking and breaking down the compounds in that. So, um, you know, the heat causes the moisture trap there. So it's giving brake fade. Hey, if you're a dealer in Texas, you already know what we're talking about, but this is wild to me. It is wild. like the things that are happening because of the heat. Everybody's talking about EVs around the heat, but all of the wear and tear items that get impacted by heat around a vehicle, it's intense. I mean, you like, when you get in a Texas heat or Florida heat car in the summer and don't have like remote start or roll down the windows or anything like that, that's a different feeling. Yep. Like 112 inside a car and you can only imagine once that engine starts going or the reflective heat off of glass that's supposed to keep the, the heat out of the car hitting those windshield wipers. It's a whole new issue. And so like, I'm sure service departments are, you know, lined up with people with their windshield wipers and the windshields and all that type of stuff. Um, and, and I think like, this is just like, this is a new normal. We are, we're, we're, we're hearing like the next four to five years dealing with heat. So it's a great thing for service departments to be educating their customers headed through the summer, exactly what's going to happen, how to keep the vehicle undercover, anything like that. Uh, because this is not a problem that's going away. No, it's not. And did Nostradamus see this coming? That's my thing, right? <laughs> is this a temporary thing or did Nostradamus let us know this was coming? But one thing that pops into my mind, service departments, dealerships, this is like great, great content, you know, raw material. Make content yes. about this stuff because people oh. across the country will be interested, which will also boost engagement locally and it all comes together. Um, so all the content creators are like, I wish something was melting around call. here. That's a great call. Right? That's make a some, great call. Make some content. Yeah. Speaking of making great calls. Segway. Oh, Toyota Motor. 
nearly doubled its operating profit to $7.75 billion in the latest quarter. Uh, this is fueled by semiconductor shipments and strong sales in major markets. However, they are concerned about their weaker performance in North America, which is affecting its ability to invest in EV production. So they nearly doubled their operating profit in the last quarter. However, um, what happened was New North America margins were at 3%, at least it's positive. Uh, Europe was at 16, 6, uh, 6.3%, and Japan had a 14% profit margin. So as a company, overall margin, a very uh, a very hearty 10.6 margin up from 6.8% last year. Here's what they say, and this is so typical Toyota. <laughs> Right. We are not satisfied with an operating profit margin of 3% North America, and we need to raise this more, a Toyota official said. As we will be making battery-related investments and producing BEVs there, uh, we'll need to prepare for such spending from now. And thus, we need cash. Our operating profit margin is not at a sufficient level. That's like, just give it to them cold, man. <laughs> let's just give it to them cold, because you th you think about Toyota in the U.S. And in, and in North America, and you see it as this brand that's just exploding and continuing to dial it in and, and you know, not have high high day supply or anything like that. But they're still looking at the rest of their, the world and going, hey, look, our operating profit is different in other parts of the world. And I, you know. I haven't dug in to see exactly where uh, where the net margins, whether it's because of importing, which I'm sure there's a big piece of that, right? Because they do have some uh, manufacturing in the U.S., but the majority of the manufacturing is overseas, so mm -hmm. you don't have the problem with like taxes and tariffs and import um, costs and all of that, uh, or export costs rather, if you're coming from Japan. Uh, so you know, I think there's some some portion of that. But you can expect, I'm sure, for them to look at the dealer network, for look at the distribution policies to understand whether or not they can squeeze out that extra margin, especially with the opportunity of, of them looking at EVs. So, um, you know, just I, I, I'm interested to hear what dealers are hearing. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, in the Toyota meeting in a couple months, I'm interested to see what comes out of that because I'm sure there'll be communications along these lines because this is going to be important for, for Toyota into the future. And they love to involve their dealers in all of their decisions. I'm interested to see how this might impact dealer distribution networks. Speaking of distribution networks. Stop. Hey, Football oh, time. that was cold. That was cold. <laughs> Hey, we started off the show. If you haven't heard of Mr. Beast, you need to type it into the YouTube, people. Uh, YouTube star Mr. Beast, a.k.a. Jimmy Donaldson, is growing up and has actually lawyered up. He and his company, Beast Investments, is filing a lawsuit against his business partner, Virtual Dining Concepts, over the quality of his branded food line, Mr. Beast Burger. They've cited inedible food and a damaged reputation. Uh, he seeks to terminate the business relationship, pointing to issues of late deliveries, unbranded packaging, and even missing ordered items. Uh, so if you don't know about the, the the whole like Mr. Beast Burger, it's mainly delivered through um, like ghost kitchens and then sub restaurants that are allowed to kind of produce this burger, package it as a Mr. Beast Burger, and deliver it locally. So he doesn't like have any actual restaurant one. in it. He has one, 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 one that actual gigantic ball right. next to New York City. That's right. That's right. So it, what virtual dining concepts is kind of like allow it to scale through all of these partner networks, partner relationships and the virtual uh, the virtual kitchens. And uh, what what they're stating is that basically they prioritize expansion over quality control. The food quality has been consistently poor. And uh, there were also negative reviews cited in uh, in the uh, in the lawsuit. Uh, here's the descriptors that people are giving 
this burger that back back when it was released back in what 2020 uh it was like the thing to go find but they're saying the burger is revolting and even likely the worst burger they've ever had so it's very youtubey <laughs> It's a very so, YouTube yeah, review. They're like, this is the worst ever. <laughs> yeah, so the so he's one of the biggest or the biggest YouTuber on the planet. Immense brand uh leverage. So he's got a candy yep. bar line out called Feastables. The Mr. Beast Burger came, it was his like first like product. And they donate right. all the proceeds to charity. So it's a really cool thing. And one of the things during COVID, they're like, we were able to keep people working when things are closed down by delivering food through these virtual kitchens. Leveraged the brand, came up with this great burger, fries, all this. Had a scale, went with this company. And so typical because the New York City has jurisdiction in this because of some like it, the suit is over a certain amount of money. And they started the whole lawsuit. I read it because it's if you follow the link, you can actually see the actual filed suit. It right. begins with a story. When Joe DiMaggio was asked why he hustled on every play of the game, he responded, there's always a kid who may be seeing me for the first time and I owe him my best. And then it goes on to say, like, this is his Jimmy Donaldson's philosophy with Mr. Beast and why, and it starts to set the stage for why this is so damaging. It looks like they tried to work it out. He's, he's a pretty non-confrontational guy if you've ever watched Mr. Beast, so I know this probably took a lot to do it, but hey, Got to protect that brand experience because if you're kind of fans first, customer first, you have to do that. And I think well, this look, is- here, here, here's how to tie this down, right? Is because you've got, let's just say it's six, seven interactions for sales a day, 20, 30, 40 interactions for service every single day with a customer, mm -hmm. right? Like looking at your people and explaining to them that that interaction, whether it be the first or the fifth time with your organization, is the interaction at which your brand standards are held. It's the to. defining interaction. That's it's so the true. defining moment. And so, like, it, it doesn't matter if it's a burger that's not delivered, hand delivered by Mr. Beast himself, it still has an impact on his brand and his channel and the way that people feel about him through a burger delivery. Yep. Right. So like the way that your people walk other show people to the restroom or the way they greet them at, at, at their car when they come in for service or the way they walk them through the purchase process in the showroom, every single micro interaction has a direct reflection on your brand and your brand's ability to create customer lifetime value. Um, and like, if you're not paying attention to every single step, often and dissecting whether or not your brand is 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 experienced through your people just watch out because it'll just it'll straight drive you to the ground man so true we can all take something away jordan cox um you know he's our boy now he he quoted jesse cole in the comments says it's always someone's first ball game jesse cole is going to be our keynote speaker um at a SotoCon, if you don't know who he is, you can go to ESPN and search ESPN Banana Land. They did a documentary on him. It's it's amazing. And Jordan's right. And like we we kind of embody that. And I think everyone, not just in the impersonal, but also in the social content, like everything now digitally could be the defining experience to somebody. Yep. Every podcast, every post, every piece of content, every phone call, every unreturned email to those at the BDC Yo. Center, right? Get real this morning. Taking the whole thing. Hey, it's episode 500. We ain't laying hey, down, right? We're just we getting started. Thing. Just getting Let's started. Go. Off uh, to the races to the moon. To the races. It's August. Off to the races in August. Brand new month. Go out there oh, and get some. Buy August. your SotoCon ticket. Just go look at the speakers at SotoCon.com. But regardless, make the defining experience happen today.